The following podcast is a B&E Network exclusive. Welcome to B-Movies and Ebooks. I'm Craig Wade. And I'm Brian Allen Delaney. And it is the end of the year wrap-up show where we do I our wish we top had like a five. fanfare or something <laughs> for that. <laughs> yeah. It's the end of the year wrap-up show. <laughs> yeah, just total One silence. Of those. Oh, I, I was just laughing at how like total silent it was. Oh. Yep. So yeah, we'll be doing our top five movies. Unfortunately, we don't do books or any other, you know, web series or anything. Yeah, why not? <laughs> I'd love to just know sheer, your top. sheer laziness. And I'd know. Well, I don't know. We just never have. Um, I'd Tradition. love to know your top five web series. Yeah. Oh, my top five web series. <laughs> yeah. Oh, uh, of man. this year, there's there's just so many good ones to choose from <laughs> that I watch constantly. Yeah, all of mine. I'm pretty much uh, literally just watching like woodworking shit on YouTube. I know. I was just thinking about like, I don't know, Adam Neely's music theory stuff. He's pretty good. I don't know if that's a, that's not really a web series. No, though. no, that's. <laughs> just, I guess, I guess just by default, those Star Trek Discovery shorts. No, that was. <laughs> Huh? Is that like the? I mean, I guess, is that the funny one I'm, that's under the deck or whatever? No. Have you seen that? The un- uh, yeah, yeah, yeah. The like the fan one. No, like there's one oh, coming out. Uh, yeah, like, I know, but that isn't out yet. Oh, okay. I didn't know if it was out or not out or. No, I don't know. That is one Voyager and, still on? Uh, <laughs> the Picard one come out next year. Mm. Well, cool. Old cool. man Picard, I believe, is what it's called. Really? No. Why would it be called that? I don't know. I don't know. I, I don't know the dynamic of the Star Trek stuff, except for the movies and like the new movies. And then I hear that those are <laughs> I was, I was, not at all. I, except for the movies, but only the even numbered ones. <laughs> yeah. The ones that everyone considers to be terrible. I don't know. Ugh, you're not a Trekkie. No, uh, no. Thank God. There ain't room from, on this podcast for two of us. <laughs> or two of them. Two of you. <laughs> Uh, I would be great though if I was like a very like closet Trekkie, like way ner- like into it more than you ever more believe. than even I am. Yeah, and like I literally no no joke watch Star Trek almost every day. That's weird. Well, that's what we go to <laughs> like we go to sleep with the TV on. Yeah, right. But what we go to sleep with is Star Trek. I mean, hey, I'm not judging you. I'm just saying that you went zero to 60 into Star Trek in just a few years. No, we've always done it. We even even watched Voyager live and stuff. But anyway, uh, whenever it was on in in Paramount Network, we're getting way off topic here. (laughs) (laughs) Uh, Okay. Yeah. Oh, I, I, well, what I meant by a few years, I meant like 15. So I guess it was oh, a, yeah. <laughs> enough time to do that. Yeah, that makes sense. Yeah. Um, <clears throat> yeah. <laughs> and, and then just for the record, just so it's on here, uh, Benjamin Sisko is the best captain. Fight me. Okay. Anyway, um, so what's your news? I don't know. That you should start a Star Trek podcast. Uh no yeah i'd like for you to deal with that audience (laughs) (laughs) uh i i was on um long box small talk a couple times talking about star trek with bill yeah and rodney kind of sat out right yeah it was on ones he couldn't do yeah huh well all right uh treevenge no (laughs) (laughs) <laughs> did you get that from that clip i sent you yeah but i'd seen you... it i'd seen it before um it it made me laugh 
It's so good. It's, so what's your news all, about it? Just that it exists? Yeah. Yeah. I had it written down. Watch Treevenge <laughs> again. Uh, that's like, what? It's only like 20 minutes, right? Something like that. Yeah. Anyway, <laughs> I had that written down. I guess when you sent me just that, that clip. Yeah. Anyway. Yeah. So, all right. Well, this is a terrible opening. Oh, no, it's great and and fitting for the, you know, best of the year. <laughs> yeah, I got no news. Man. Oh, I got some stuff. All right, go like, for it. Like a couple little things and then, you know, some stuff to talk about. Um, so we had, we did Mandy on the, on the podcast recently, mm-hmm. right? Um, and I just want to say that Nick Cage has another movie coming out uh, called Prisoners of the Ghost Land. And it sounds like it might also outcage Mandy um, because it is what well, he says is the wildest movie he's ever made, which is saying a lot. Yeah. Right. Um, but it's essentially like he plays a character who has to go rescue the governor's daughter mm-hmm. from ghosts. <laughs> from ghosts. Yes. Huh. Um. Yeah, so here, here's his quote about it. It says, It might be the wildest movie I've ever made, and that's saying something. It's out there. I wear a skin-tight black leather jumpsuit with grenades attached to different body parts, and if I don't rescue the governor's daughter from this state line where there's all ghosts and bring her back, they're going to blow me up. It's crazy. It's just way out there. So it's like so speed, but with ghosts. Or crank, right? Yeah, I guess, yeah, yeah, that makes sense, too. Yeah, so... Um, the, the IMDB listing though says a notorious criminal must break an evil curse in order to rescue an abducted girl who has mysteriously disappeared. So, <laughs> so I'm looking forward to that. Um, prisoners of the ghost land. Yeah. yeah. I mean, and if it's like, I don't know, I could see him and directors very soon just jumping the shark with him. In general, you know, oh, you don't saying? think that's already happened? No, I know it's happened, but it <laughs> happened organically through a series of bad choices. But I could see them yeah, just being like, this w- all right, and then this one, you're going to you're going to scream at the camera for 30 seconds, 30 seconds, full screaming. And then all of a sudden it's going to go into like you just have you floating into space real slow. Slow and, motion butterfly footage. Yeah. Like I could just see it getting like stupid. Yeah. You know, but what, you're you're right though. Like his his jumping the shark has been completely organic. <laughs> like, yeah, well, I think now even with like with Mandy and stuff, it was intentional casting and intentional. You know what I'm saying? Like, yeah, intentional to grab that weird type stuff. Like, Who else would have been able to play that part though? Anyone? Really? You think Vince Vaughn could have pulled? Actually, I think Vince. Yes, Vaughn Vince Vaughn fucking ruled in. Uh, yeah, he he actually could have pulled that off. What about um, what was that other guy? <laughs> that's all. That's like off-brand Ben Affleck, Casey um, Affleck. <laughs> I don't know. Man. No, no, he was in a bunch of like movies in like the nineties. I don't know. Oh, Ugh. What about it? Hey, hey, a guy you can't you remember could have made. Yeah, you think that guy that I can't remember the name of could have pulled it off? Are you talking about Nikki Cat? No. You know, I'm thinking, it's <laughs> you like need... Matt Dillon. Oh, Matt <laughs> Dillon? No. Yeah. I mean, yeah. It, Matt Dillon <laughs> was like a better Ben Affleck, I thought. <laughs> like, like, I might be wrong, but I thought he was pretty cool. <clears throat> I want to see the house that Jack built really bad with him. Wait, is Matt it. Dillon in that? Yeah, he's, he's the lead. He's Jack. <laughs> Oh yeah, like <clears throat> yeah, we talked about that movie. Yeah. Okay, so yeah, anyway, a cage to outcage all others. I, I, I'll watch it. I definitely oh, I'll, will I'll watch totally it. watch it. Okay. Um <laughs> since you don't have anything, I'll go again. All right, go for it. <laughs> uh so this is just casting news, but I think um it might be one of the most inspired casting choices of all time. Uh-huh. Okay. So they're doing a Dora the Explorer live action movie for some reason yeah and um i haven't actually like seen a whole bunch like a whole bunch of it because i'm i don't have a child right um but i'm familiar enough with the characters uh 
the the person who's going to voice Swiper the Fox, uh-huh. you know, who's essentially the bad guy, I guess, in these stories. I don't know. Benice, Benicio del Toro. That's <laughs> hey, I'd cast Benicio del Toro in any movie. Oh, I would too. <laughs> like, I think he's awesome. Think, yeah, he, like. I don't know. He's going to be a cartoon fox. <laughs> well, it didn't stop Bradley Cooper. He was yeah. a raccoon. I mean, you know. What? <laughs> I don't know if you know this, but uh, there was a show a few years back called Guardians of the Galaxy. <laughs> <laughs> I think I, I think I've heard of it. It's a deep cut. Yeah, but anyway, just so I I don't know. Like I kind of I kind of like this idea of doing like big name actors and just giving them voice roles yeah, for some reason. Kind of like uh, South Park with George Clooney where he yeah. wanted to be on it and they made him a dog. <laughs> yeah. Or like, wasn't Jerry Seinfeld a turkey or he wouldn't be a turkey? I don't remember. But I know Jennifer Aniston. If, they wanted him to be like turkey number two and he was like, if Jerry Seinfeld is going to be in this movie he's or show, he's going to be the lead turkey. <laughs> it's like if they turned him down. <laughs> but, yeah no i think it, i think it's cool yeah so. okay and then uh, i got a couple trailers i want to talk about uh-huh um you know one of them uh freaking godzilla king of the monsters godzilla king of the Mon- oh yeah yeah i, I was thinking <laughs> there was another godzilla i was like well didn't they already name I, oh, King one of the got, Monsters, yeah, was yeah. one from like the 80s or something. Okay, yeah, because I was like, I but, have that on VHS. <laughs> like, but you know what else they have? Uh-huh. Uh, Godzilla, and that was the one that was named like in 2014, and also the like 1998 one, and also the first one, and I think another one. Yeah. It's so, good. I mean, they're not going to, you know, the naming conventions of the, the Godzilla franchise is not necessarily, you know makes sense yeah oh my god it looks freaking amazing yeah it looks awesome i really Uh, like where the the freaking flying over the cities and just yeah it's just it's just sheer destruction in (laughs) In their wake wake. (laughs) and it's exactly what you think would happen if there were like you know 300 foot tall monsters roaming the earth um i don't know i am i am freaking pumped yeah yeah i think it's gonna be great like, I I really, really hope that this isn't a bait and switch with the trailer. You yeah, know? like, it shows all this and then people just watch it on TV. <laughs> yeah, yeah, yeah. Uh, no, but, like, I hope it's not like, oh, yeah, this person's trying to get from point A to point B and it, it's about them. And, you know, basically, I hope it's not Cloverfield. I hope it's so, full on. So, so, basically, you hope it's not every other Godzilla movie ever made. Basically, well, no, Final Wars wasn't like that. Final Wars made no sense. It was the Matrix and then every Godzilla villain, and it was my favorite. <laughs> yeah, I know, but I mean, like, the majority of them yeah, the, are, like, human stories. Oh, I got you. I, I just hope it's not like that. I hope this is just full-on what the hell, you know? Yeah, it kind of looks like it. I mean, because, like, in the in the trailer, you have Godzilla, Rodan, Mothra, and uh, Ghidorah, right? But... There's like little clips, you uh-huh. know, where it shows it for a split second. I think there's at least two or three other monsters in it. Oh yeah, I, I think so. I think so too. Like, I, I like I was telling you, I wouldn't be surprised if we even got like Mecha Godzilla. And I think they just saved that for the for the trailer or for the sequel, you not think? the King Kong sequel. Uh-huh. Because like this is still. You know, I guess in the continuity, there was Godzilla and the Mutus in the first one, but like that was still a largely isolated incident. Mm-hmm. You know, this one looks like like the entire world's basically going to be destroyed. Yeah. <laughs> you know? Yeah. This and, one looks just fucking insane. Yeah, <laughs> so, I'm so excited. Yeah. I think Kaiju's When Done Right might be, they're up there with gangster films as a. I'll drop everything to watch that above anything else. Whenever they're gangster good. Films? Uh, yes. Gangster film. <laughs> yeah. Uh, well, I mean, specifically Scorsese style gangster films. Good, okay. Goodfellas and yep. fucking I mean, Departed. I, I get it, but that just kind of came out of left field. 
Why? Uh, Goodfellas has been in my top ten forever. You know, I've never seen Godfather. Really? It's good. Mm-hmm. It's really good. I'm just saying. But I, honestly, it's too slow for for me. Yeah. Like, I mean, I, I, I'm not. I, I, have, I, I don't so. have like Scarface posters on my wall or anything <laughs> like that. I just really, really, really like got uh, uh, Goodfellas, Casino. And yeah, I've just, I've just never seen you as a drop everything and watch a gangster film. If it's like, <laughs> it has to be a certain style. <laughs> Dude, I, I, while you were getting into Star Trek, <laughs> I was getting into the gangster films. Um, yeah. Hey, there are a few episodes where they have gangster stuff on the hologram or on the holodeck. It depends on the style if I would be interested. Are they in space? <laughs> oh, wait. <laughs> oh no! It's it, it's like old timey gangster stuff. Ah, see, let me in. Yeah, there ain't air exactly out here. <laughs> uh, on Next Generation, Picard has a holodeck program he goes to every once in a while, where he plays an old, uh, like nineteen twenties detective. Well, you know how I said there has to be a certain style. That's the style. <laughs> <laughs> My style is sci-fi shows that have another show inside of them. As 20s gangsters. Oh, hey. Uh, I actually do have a tiny bit of news. What? Uh, Jordan Peele's new movie got poster, like, got a poster and a synopsis the other day. Yeah. Did I you? saw that. Us? Yeah. Is what's called, right? Yeah. yeah. And all it is is just someone with a glove and, and scissors. scissors. Um, however, the synopsis looks pretty cool. Um, a mother and father take their kids to the beach house expecting to unplug and unwind with friends. But as night descends, the they're, end. <laughs> <laughs> then they find scissors. No, but as night descends, there's Christmas. Their serenity, their serenity <laughs> turns attention and chaos when some shocking visitors arrive uninvited. So it's going to be a home invasion film. Yeah. And if the scissors are at play and it's a home invasion film, this reminds me a lot of the film Inside, which uh, uh amazing, amazing movie. It's like. During those, uh, did you ever watch that inside? I don't think so. During the French horror stuff, early two thousand, early to mid two thousands, um, uh, you know, you had high tension and that, and you had uh, what was it? Interiors, uh, Frontiers uh, was the name of it. Uh, was the name of the other big one? But yeah, inside was awesome. It was basically just. Full on, uh, like a lady is pregnant and she's like mm-hmm. nine months pregnant and snowed in and like going to go to the hospital the next day to get induced. And mm-hmm. outside, there's a crazy woman that's like, I'm gonna have your baby. <laughs> <laughs> and it's just a, a full on home invasion where she was going to give her an unwanted C section. Neat, yeah, it was a. Uh, I kid you not, me, Robbie, and my dad watched that uh, when I was still in college, and that was one of the few films where I've just been like so on the edge of my seat, where just like holy shit, like we all were. Mm-hmm. Robbie looked at me and was like, "Where the hell did you find this?" <laughs> <laughs> he was all mad, like mad at one point. It's not a real feel good movie, but it's really just insane. But anyway, so hopefully yeah. it's like that and not just. You know, these are these scissors have nothing to do with the film. <laughs> you think he's gonna, you know, check off scissors us? Maybe. I mean, it, probably. <laughs> but yeah, no, I'm excited. I mean, because Get Out was great. Yeah. So. Yeah. I, okay. Uh, I got one more thing. Uh huh. Just a, another trailer. Uh, you you see that that trailer for like James Gunn's Bright Bur- Bright Burn? No. Good. Yeah. Well, it's uh, okay. It's essentially evil Superman, but still as a child. I love that he went, you know, just went to DC and they hired him with open arms. Yeah. Because why wouldn't you? Yeah. I mean, like, okay, because he, he took. Let's face it. Guardians of the Galaxy had some like, um, cult fan base in the comic world yeah but no one knew who, what the hell it was exactly that's what i'm saying like even the hardcore guardians of the galaxy fans were like what the hell why are you making a movie 
<laughs> you know what I mean? Yeah. Because, like, I mean, you know, they have a talking raccoon and a humanoid tree. Oh, God. What is going on? Are you ready for the most merry mission of the year, Blitzen? <laughs> Please what? tell me that that was on the recording. I'm sure it is. Awesome. Hold on real quick. <laughs> All right, so yeah, that was. <laughs> we're back. I figured out uh, the problem. Um, apparently, my YouTube auto played the thing, but it that was a uh, it was a trailer for Predator versus Rudolph, <laughs> which isn't a fan thing. It appears to be legitimate and going out. It's a stop motion film coming out on December nineteenth on Comedy Central. Looks amazing. Sorry for interrupting the podcast with it. Though. <laughs> this just in, <laughs> yeah. like breaking news. Yeah, even if we had breaking news, like it would still be like three days late because of whenever we post things. Usually, yeah, yeah. Man. So anyway, yeah, Brightburn. Um, it's basically uh, Superman, right? Um, it starts off with uh, a couple um, talking about how they can't have kids. And then an alien craft lands in their yard and it's got a baby in it. It's exactly Superman's origin story, right? Uh-huh. And then they raise him and he starts getting weird. Like, you know, around the time his powers start kicking in, uh-huh. you know, and he's like very aloof and detached and then just starts going psycho and killing people now, with his Superman powers. It's very close to what? Cape. No, not not the cape. <laughs> I mean, yeah, that too. But wasn't there one that was more uh, Superman-y like this uh, that you and Rodney liked a lot? Injustice or something? No. Well, no. Okay. So there's there's been evil Supermans all the time. Okay. Very rarely does it happen like when he's a child. So that's kind of weird. Um, but... No, but the, I'm talking in, about one that's not irredeemable. Superman. Irredeemable. There you go. Yeah, I was going to get there. Okay. Jesus. What? <laughs> All right. No, but that one was uh yeah, that was just a a fake Superman thing. That was really good though. Irredeemable. And then they had uh the companion book that was the the he, the villain that decided to stop him. Mhm. But I can't remember the name of that one. I think it was called the the villain that decided to stop him. Yeah, a film by Wes Anderson. Yeah, <laughs> but speaking of which, I never saw Isle of Dogs. That looked really good. It looked okay. I don't know. There's just something about it. You never struck me as much of a Wes Anderson guy, though. I like what I've seen. I liked uh, Roll Tenenbaums and the um, what was the. The one with the Jacques Cousteau type thing. Uh, the Life Aquatic with Steve Zissou. Yeah, that one. Um, I never saw the... Uh, God, I can't remember any of the names of his movies. <laughs> Super fan. <laughs> <laughs> no, I, I mean, I like what I've... I, no, I, I like got Every one I've seen, I just haven't seen them all. Did you watch uh, the fan, their Fantastic Mr. Fox? I did not. See... I think honestly, having seen like if you'd seen that, you may be more excited about this because yeah, like just because it was that style, but a total kids movie, and then this isn't a kids movie, but now it's like both styles combined. Yeah, I don't know. I mean, whatever. You know, like it is what it is. You hate them. Yeah, <laughs> yeah, totally. One hundred percent. All right. Uh, hey, that was pretty much all I had. All right. So we've wasted the first 24 hour minutes somewhere. So that is there. literally like every other time we have news. Yes. So why okay. don't we jump into our top fives of the year right after this? Are you good with that? Or you got some more sure. news? No, I don't have any more news. <laughs> I will be right back. And we're back with our top five of 2018 lists. Um, we usually do things a little bit differently, Craig and I, and I don't know why we've never decided on an actual platform to do it. 
Yeah, I do mine in order. You do yours out of order, or like, right? Mine's kind of in order this time, but I also usually try to pick a representative of like genres Uh and stuff. Um, and you don't do that. No, I just (laughs) do the top five films of the year. Yeah, but I mean, I have (laughs) such a hard time trying to do that. (laughs) Well, it it was an easy year for me because I've seen less movie, like less new movies this year than any other year. So it's like you know, I was uh, thinking the same thing, like. I've seen a lot of, I mean, I see a lot of movies, but I feel like most of the movies that I've seen or most of the movies we've covered this year have not been of this anywhere year. near contemporary. Yeah. Well, it was an intentional move a while back to, to kind of do some old stuff. Yeah. And, and like more B movie stuff. Cause for a while we were just doing strictly horror and we are doing 99% horror but now it's definitely like more B movie oriented and then yeah, Mandy like, like we went and we watched like society and you know a couple like weird Lovecraft films and stuff like that yeah so anyway so anyway yeah so we we did you know like it's weird I've seen a lot of movies this year but a lot of them were not from 2018 so I'm gonna start mine off with uh, a weird one um, that we definitely did not talk about on on the podcast, um, <clears throat> and I'm gonna do uh, a little a little biopic mm-hmm. from 2018, uh, August 2018, um, about a guy named Ron Stallworth uh, who infiltrated the KKK. Uh, Spike Lee's Black Klansman. I love that movie. It it's was really so good. good. <laughs> I'd forgotten about it. It would have made my top five, but guess what? Now it won't. You got it covered. You got it. What? I said now and now it won't. You've got it covered. But yeah, yeah, <laughs> yeah. I'm like it was. It was. It was fantastic. It was. Uh, it was a like. I don't want to say funny story because <laughs> it was you know about the KKK and racial hatred and stuff like that. But it was like a legitimately funny movie. Um, it had parts where, you know, you were kind of tense about the, the situations going on. Um, I mean, for people who don't understand or who, who haven't seen it, um, it's about a guy named Ron Stallworth, uh, played by uh, John David Washington. And <clears throat> he's uh, a cop. Um, and he infiltrates the KKK, but the problem is, is he's black. So he needs a another cop to help him infiltrate and be him in real life. And so that's played by Adam Driver. And so you have two people um, being the same guy, Ron Stallworth, um, infiltrating the KKK in the 70s. And it's amazing. Yeah, and <laughs> and Adam Driver is Jewish in the yeah. film too, <laughs> and, and so yeah, uh, I don't. I mean, it's a great, great film. Oh, and and um, Topher Grace uh, plays the 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 head of the KKK, and yeah, yeah he's fantastic. He it was uh, David Duke at the time. Yeah, he's David Duke, and he yeah, <laughs> and he does like an amazing job. Like all of them do, uh, it's a great movie. Yeah, I like it the really fact, is. I love the ending, um, uh-huh. where it kind of doesn't break the fourth wall or anything, but it just kind of does something that you're like, oh, this is <laughs> uh, okay. Yeah. Um, yeah, there there are a couple times where it gets maybe a little preachy about contemporary things. Politics, yeah, but, but you, you know what? It's kind of warranted. Yeah. <laughs> you know what I mean? So, yeah. Yeah. Well, yeah. Oh, and it's a true story. Yeah. Uh, you know, David Duke claims that it never happened. Now, who am I going to... Of gonna, course. Who am I going to believe? Is it going to be David Duke? Or will it be these <laughs> uh, police officers with this crazy story? I'm, yeah, actual police officers. Yeah. Or David Duke. <laughs> well, he was a senator. God, that's so depressing. <laughs> I think it, it was what Louisiana State Senate. I don't think he was like a senator, senator, but yeah, still, but I, mean, I mean, still, that's fucking crazy. Anyway, yeah, um, yeah. Spike yeah. Lee's Black Klansman. God, that's a good movie. Number five. Yeah, 
It's a good pick. My number five will not be anything. <laughs> well, it won't be uh, anything uh, quite as um, serious in not in tone, but like in social tone. Mine is a little film. It's a sci-fi movie. Um, mm-hmm. It's set in the near future. Technology controls all aspects of life. But when Gray, a self-identified technophobe, has his world turned upside down, his only hope for revenge is an experiment or ah, an experimental computer chip implant na- called STEM. It's upgrade, oh, yeah, yeah. upgrade. Lee Winnell uh, wrote and directed it. Really, I heard really that that good. was a better Venom film than Venom. Yeah, I, I mean, I didn't see Venom, but even watching it, I was like, oh, yeah, this is straight up Venom. <laughs> yeah. I mean, if you like people calling people turds in movies, go watch Venom. It happens several times. This <laughs> only thing I can use to describe it is it's kind of like if you haven't seen that, but have somehow seen Riccio and understand Venom. It's like Riccio meets Venom. Like, okay. <laughs> the yeah, violence I mean, is just crazy. I've heard really good things. I've heard like the action in it is amazing. Mm-hmm. Um, but I just, it's just, it's on my list. I just haven't gotten around to seeing it. You know, right, right. now I'm bumping my f- number four off and replacing it with one from a, from the, uh, from, from 2017. <laughs> Do what no, I want. <laughs> no, like the runner ups. I, uh, okay. I've been wrestling with this one, but anyway, yeah. Yeah, I would say watch Upgrade. It's a fun film. It's really kind of like, I don't know, just crazy. And um, if you're a fan of like Lee Winnell, like he has kind of a tone to his writing. Uh, you know, he, he wrote the Saw, the first two Saw films and then wrote like Dead Silence and and um, The Conjuring, uh, Insidious. I think he wrote The Conjuring. He may not have. That may have just been... Home skillet, James Wan, but uh, he wrote like <laughs> he wrote like the Insidious films. He directed one of those. Anyway, he has this tone where it's like it's very stark, but at the same time, there's a undertone of comedic to a lot of not all of those, but to a lot of them. Like Dead Silence had this. This one's yeah, I remember laughing up a storm during The Conjuring. <laughs> yeah, I I don't I'm starting to think that was just James Wan. Because, you know, he and James Wan were like a team. But, uh, mm-hmm. but yeah, I don't know. I, this, I, I highly recommend. Check it out. Cool. Action movies. Yep. Yeah. My next pick is actually an action movie as well. <laughs> Terminator. <laughs> Terminator Genesis. <laughs> you guys oh. ever see Hudson Hawk? Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> Oh, man. Okay. So, um, it is basically, uh, the, the culmination of, um, years and years of movies coming together. And I had to pick it just surely based on the scope. And then even though I know it's going to get reversed, the ending of the movie. And what I'm talking about is, uh, the Russo brothers Avengers infinity war. Now, I know that you, you've got a sort of hate-hate relationship with superhero movies, but just like the sheer scope of this one yeah, and the fact that it tied together the last, what, like 15 years of Marvel movies? Oh, right? no, I mean, I don't, <laughs> I've, I don't hate it. I just am so burned out, you know? Yeah, yeah, exactly. Uh, probably because there's been like 15 years of Marvel movies. Mm-hmm. Right? Is that when was the first Iron Man? 2002? Oh, Something like no, that? it was like 08, 07. Was 08. it 08? Okay, so maybe it's 10 years. Yeah. Um, but still, this has been plot threads and characters that have been developing for 10 years on, you know, the movie screen, which is something we've never ever seen before, you know, um, over like, I think it's something like 20 or 25 movies. Mm-hmm. which is which is crazy and then the fact that even though you know it's gonna get reversed in next year's sequel half the freaking avengers die spoiler alert <laughs> you know and it's just like going into it uh so, so one of the things like uh a friend of ours a friend of my wife's like her one of her best friends um 
sent a, a picture or she did it on Facebook, but like she took her son to see it <laughs> because he's like a super. I don't know why, we're, but we're getting more. Te- oh, hold on, hold on. She yeah. took her t- son to see it, and what? We had technical I'm difficulty. Sorry. Did you get that he's a Super Avengers fan? Uh, I did now. Okay, so he's a Super <laughs> Avengers fan, right? And so she sent a picture after they got out of the movie, and he was just bawling his eyes out. Right? <laughs> and it's like when when a superhero movie does that to like an en- entire, you know. S- generation of children <laughs> yeah it's got to get props from me um so you, regardless of the content and whether you enjoy oh, yeah <laughs> it made children cry mm-hmm. so is it is in in this list <laughs> but no it was fantastic like um you know i went and saw it in the theater and it's just like kind of the balls they had to do that you know what i mean mm-hmm. yeah so, yeah uh, Avengers Infinity War. It's well, on cool. my list. Cool, cool. My list. <laughs> I guess. You- also, um, they they put uh, the Russo brothers put um, in this and Civil War uh, Arrested Development Easter eggs. Yeah. <laughs> um, okay. My uh, number four. It was directed by, now this may give it away, but Francois Simard, Anouk Whistle, Johan Carl Whistle. I'm sure I'm butchering those names. You are, definitely. (laughs) Especially (laughs) Johan Carl Whistle. Um, Yeah. uh, (laughs) Okay, so, and film, it's totally in English. (laughs) I would assume, like, those, those all sound French names, you know? Anyway, whatever. Some sort of Norwegian. Yeah, maybe. I don't know. Um, anyway, so this is after we do our research. After even all the research in the world would make me a better linguist when it comes to <laughs> that. Um, right, after suspecting their police officer neighbors, a serial killer, a group of teenage friends spend their summer spying on him and gathering evidence. But as they get closer to discovering the truth, things get dangerous. I'm talking summer of 84. Um, it's a basically kids on bikes film. You know, I, I know it's you that, are a um, huge fan of kids on bikes films. Well, uh, like Monster Squad and like, I know. No, that wasn't a joke. <laughs> I thought you just being a dick. No, I, I think like, you know. If there's two genres of films, you're it's gonna drop everything. I'd say it's kids on bikes in gangster films. What's sad is, yeah, I I, I really like those. You know, it. Uh, I never saw all of season two of Stranger Things, but I, I, I luckily, consider Stand by Me one, even though they don't use bikes. Yeah, yeah. I, I mean, I I love those, but yes, this is so much darker than most of those. Uh, this is. Because this could happen in real life. Their next door neighbor is a serial killer and Mm -hmm. they're trying to, and he's also a police officer and, you know, they're they're trying to uh, catch him. So it's kind of rear window-ish meets Or Disturbia. Yeah. Yeah, yeah, same thing. (laughs) Uh, But yeah, um, but man, I'll put it this way. Without the last 10 minutes, it wouldn't even come close to a top 10. The last 10 minutes of this movie get so stark that I'm like, oh, wow, that's where we're at. It's very, very, like, holy shit type, like, just a, an amazing movie Yeah, in, in a lot of ways. And and I do, totally get, like, if people are burnt out of Stranger Things and that kind of shit, like, don't even bother with it because Kids on Bikes, like, it's very prevalent. Like, you definitely have the 80s synth. You have all of it. It's, it's te- like, yeah. such a Stephen King it throwback you know, mm-hmm. but whatever. Who cares? It's an yeah. Awesome movie. Nice. Did, uh, is that it? Yeah, that's fine. Okay. All right. All right. So I guess I'll do my next one then. Um, so this one is from February, uh, written and directed by Alex Garland. Mm-hmm. Um, it is a sci-fi semi-horror movie. 
Um, I'm talking about uh, here. I'll do the synopsis. A biologist signs up for a dangerous secret expedition into a mysterious zone where the laws of nature don't apply. I'm talking about Annihilation. Um, now, it was it's billed as a horror movie. Um, it was much more hard sci-fi than it was horror. Um, it did have a few scenes that were uh, mostly body horror. Mm-hmm. Um, like some dude's intestines turned into snakes and stuff like that. You know, like, you know, the usual things. Yeah. Um, but it was like visually one of the, the neatest movies I've ever seen. And some of the, um, some of the actual body horror aspects of it, you just kind of come in afterwards, right? Because, uh, Natalie Portman's character is on an expedition to find out what happened to, uh, Oscar Isaac's team. Mm -hmm. Right. And so they're seeing largely the aftermath of everything that's happened. Yeah. Right. And so you see like post body horror for a lot of it. <laughs> and then there's uh, the scene with the bear, but um, it, so, so it's, it's got some, some, some creepy, some scary parts or whatever, but it's largely like a um, hard sci-fi or harder sci-fi movie, but it gets real crazy at the end. Um, and some of the score is, like especially at the end, um, some of the score is so like unique and alien. It's mm-hmm. fantastic. So, yeah, R- written and directed by Alex Garland, based on the novel by Jeff Vandermeer. Cool. That's it. Cool. Yeah. It's <clears throat> it's weird. It's a weird movie. Yeah, and it was a like had a huge budget and was slated for theaters, and then they were like, audiences are too dumb for this. <laughs> Yeah, and it went yeah to that's like literally what happened. <laughs> yeah. And it went like straight to VOD because it was like, they're like, nobody's going to get this movie. <laughs> All right. Because, because I mean, like, like you know, it, it, without getting too deep into to the philosophy of movies or whatever, it was kind of almost like it didn't know what it was trying to be sort of like in the actual movie like with the weird amalgamated creatures and stuff like that. You know, it's like, did it want to be horror? Did it want to be hard sci-fi? Did it want to be this weird existential movie? Cause it was kind of all three, but to me it worked. Yeah. I mean, it was a successful blending of this, these weird things, but yeah. Annihilation. I actually watched it again the other day. I've seen it a bunch of times. Awesome. Just saying. Just saying. Is that the okay. only one on your top five list you've seen more than once? The only one? Yeah. No. Yeah, I was just looking at it. I haven't seen any on my top five more than once. <sighs> Excuse me. Just a, little, Excuse a little sleepy? Yeah. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> anyway, um, okay, my number three. It was a toss-up between this film and A Quiet Place, because I feel like there's only one spot on the list for either of these. Mm-hmm. And ultimately, even though I have a quiet place written down, this one's got to bump it out. This is. I, I uh, also love how you make changes to yours like mid show every yeah. time. <laughs> yeah, it's interactive. Uh, <laughs> this may be number one by the end of the movie or end of the thing. <laughs> Who knows? All right. So after the family matriarch passes away, a grieving family is haunted by the tragic and or by tragic and disturbing occurrences and begin to unravel dark secrets. This is by uh, a director, Ari Aster, previously of the strange thing about the Johnson's fame. But this is um, <laughs> this is hereditary. Yeah, that's on my list, too. Is that your number two or one? Uh, it's it was actually my one. <laughs> uh, yes, <laughs> I think because I think I mean, mine mine are not really necessarily in any particular order. So, yeah, we can talk about it. Yeah, still, I don't know that I'll ever watch this movie again, though. Like, I don't know. I mean, I I'll probably watch it in the same way that I watch Fight Club, just to see like 
Uh, hey, a Fight Club's a more enjoyable in it. No, Fight Club's a more enjoyable film. But you know, after you see like this or Six Sense or any of those, yeah, anything re- with a big reveal, yeah, you can rewatch it with a totally uh, different, you know, noticing totally different things. I'll yeah. probably do that with this, but it wasn't a feel good movie in any way. <laughs> and at I mean, time, the end was kind of an upper. <laughs> yeah, yeah, sure. Um, <laughs> No, when we left the theater, I was like, man, I don't know if I even like the movie. Like, what? I, I, I was just frustrated. And it kind of drug a little too long for me. But it was real long. But, man, it was a good movie. Um, you can't really say that. I mean, you could say it wasn't. But but it'd be a fucking lie. <laughs> so, <laughs> so, anyway. No, I mean, like, it was... It was so weird because it was very atmospherical at times, right? Um, a lot of it was like not even horror for like a lot of the movie. It was just like dealing with this, you know, especially the the mother character, right? Uh, Tony Collette, right? Yeah, um, who who was just dealing with mental problems you know but also uh how spoilery are we gonna get not okay um a death in the family (laughs) yeah and and so like some of it was so realistic Uh uh-huh right and just like about like grieving and things and then some of it was just like you don't even know if it really happened even in the movie and it was it kind of kept you on your toes, so to speak, even though it was like one of the slowest slow burns that ever slow burned. Right. Mm-hmm. Um, there was just something about it that was still so gripping, you know, even though I'd say half the movie doesn't have any dialogue. <laughs> yeah, it's just silent. <laughs> At least half the movie doesn't have any dialogue. But there was just something so compelling about it you know what i mean yeah yeah. um and unsettling but yeah and then when it went it went hard (laughs) yeah (laughs) yeah it it was fucking crazy yeah i i I like i like the film in a in just one of those ways where it's like wow almost not an endurance test or anything like that because it's not just like hard to stomach but it was just like what the hell am i watching <laughs> you know yeah yeah because we went and saw it at the theater like together and a couple of our other friends right and it's like we didn't like we saw it the day after it opened and didn't know anything it hadn't gone through the culture yeah and like, and, like we saw it and then like usually you know after a movie we sit around and talk about it like after that movie we were just like what the hell? (laughs) And then we, we went and ate and talked about other stuff. (laughs) Yeah. Yeah. It was was weird. Um, yeah. I mean, it it had like a, a pretty large impact, you know? Yeah. Like for, I mean, I went home and built a tree house afterward. <laughs> all right. Uh, all right. Well, yeah, your turn. Wait. No, you skipped. You took one of mine. Uh, okay. All right. My turn again. Let me cue it up. Let me cue it up. Let's talk real quick about how much we loved Hereditary still. <laughs> so good. So good. All right. This is the only sequel on my list. Ooh. Yep. I don't know that I've ever had a sequel on it. However, this movie made me laugh so damn hard that I couldn't dispel like couldn't keep it off my list and also like i don't know i liked it as much as the first one i love the first one i'm pretty sure the first one was on my top 10 so we're talking yeah, a sequel, i think i know what you're talking and about. we're also talking a superhero film mm-hmm. yeah deadpool 2 good movie great movie actually <laughs> um i would agree with you i think it is just as good as the original yeah I actually watched that again the other day. <laughs> yeah. That's a, anytime kid goes to like, we get the kids to sleep and it's a, uh, just something that 
we can't decide on anything else. Like, all right, Deadpool. Yeah. It's like that's fucking- exactly why I put it on the other day too. Except for the kids going to sleep part. I didn't like <laughs> kidnap any children or anything. <laughs> Go to sleep so I can watch Deadpool. <laughs> <laughs> um <laughs> like I think you know, Josh Brolin did such a good job as the straight man, you know, in that movie. <laughs> because everybody else, like is a com- like is comedic in that movie like every other character in the movie and then he's like he's from a completely different movie that takes itself entirely too seriously uh-huh. <laughs> the brad pitt I, cameo was one of the funniest yeah. things i've ever seen oh yeah Wait, definitely man. like um the uh, that <laughs> talked about this before with um with the Avengers like a long time ago whenever it first came out and the amount of misdirection they put in the trailer for this movie uh-huh. was astounding. Yeah. <laughs> you know, cause like, all right, I read like nerd news sites and stuff like that. Cause I'm a nerd. Right. And I big into comic books and stuff like that. What? <laughs> but, um, so there were write-ups like, exclusive you know uh before this movie came out there were like exclusive footage and exclusive interviews with all the members of x-force really (laughs) yeah and there was like promotional clips and stuff like that of all the members leading up to this movie um like terry cruz was talking about like bedlam and they had an interview with him and stuff and about like who his character is and all these character histories to get you like primed for all these x-force members that are coming (laughs) right and then they just all die (laughs) it's amazing it's one of the funniest things i've ever seen because you know especially like for people like me who are following it i was not expecting that you know i was expecting deadpool 3 to be basically deadpool in the x-force and it still may yeah, uh, the end be. of this remember how they did the end yeah or it could just be completely other you know x-force members but you know you get people that are like you know relatively well known like the the scars guy played the one of the characters um terry cruz you know it's like it's just hilarious that they just basically wasted all these people for a joke <laughs> <laughs> yeah. yep <laughs> Uh, yeah, it was so funny though that, and it was all just them trying to parachute, but with high winds. Yeah. <laughs> like yeah, they had mentioned like, the high winds like ten times yeah. earlier, because <laughs> like you know, looking back on it, you know, like we talk about Chekhov's gun and stuff, they really tried to telegraph that because they did mention high winds way more than they should have <laughs> and then the high winds kill everyone uh, i don't know man that was so like that's a funny movie i loved it yeah it was great all right so you at your number what one or do you want i guess and you want to throw a number two no i mean eh. we'll take well, i mean i could but yeah eh. let's just do you want to do uh how many honorable mentions you got? Um, I mean, my honorable mentions aren't really that great. Yeah, neither mine. <laughs> okay, you, Puppet Master, The Little Shrike. <laughs> how many? How many do you got though? Because I only got three. Yeah, I I have three as well. Damn. And one We're of which, on not even joking, <laughs> Puppet Master, The Little Shrike, uh, was I, that was a freaking enjoyable movie. Yeah, it was fun. It wasn't good though, and oh, that no, was the problem. Not good at all. <laughs> that was why it could never be on this list. But it it was too un- unforgettable to just toss but it see, aside. See, like it was not a good movie, but I really enjoyed it. And honestly, that's the kind of movie I want to work on. Yeah, <laughs> you know what I mean. <laughs> yeah, yeah, for sure. Like, like yeah, yeah, I would love to work on a Puppet Master movie. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. <laughs> Um, um okay no no let's go back and forth no okay uh i put like a, a comedy on mine which is weird uh game night uh i know like like i i love that movie way more than anyone else should yeah yeah i'm about to pull I, up the right i have tomatoes. talked it up to several people <laughs> and they have come across and come back disappointed really <laughs> i'm not the only one <laughs> yeah <laughs> 
um, I think I did it to Rodney too, and he's like, "That movie sucked." But I, <laughs> it was okay. I mean, it wasn't terrible, but it it just it was yeah, a film. It was great. I put it on my list. Dude, oh, my honorable mentions are mostly uh, dude. It's got eighty four percent. It's got what eighty four on Rotten Tomatoes? Yeah, it's got a sixty six on Metascore. <laughs> huh. Okay. What's another one? Oh, another one for me. Yeah. Right, quiet place, you know. Hey, yeah, that's quiet. also on my list. Um, <clears throat> like it, it was. It almost made it. Um, just like, yeah, talk about slow burns, right? <laughs> but it was, it was so good though. Like in, um, and it was like inventive. Yeah, you know what I mean. Uh, we're, we'll we'll see how that how that goes when we when Bird Box comes out. Dude, I've tried to read Bird Box. I hear that it's so good, but I've tried to read it, no joke, like four times, and I can't. I don't know why. I, I just, it's so boring. Well, in a few days, you can watch it on, on TV. Well, I mean, it may or may not be as good as the award-winning book. <laughs> Who knows? Are you but, telling me a made-for-Netflix movie starring Sandra Bullock might not be the best movie ever made? You're right. It probably is. Yeah. Think about it. Yeah, a quiet place was speed. fun. She was in speed and speed two. I think we have the same number one. Also, you think? Yeah. Probably. I uh, bet we're going to. Okay, so let me do another. Uh, my, I have another. I did too. Um, thing. Uh, believe it or not, um, and I'm gonna catch flack for this uh, because a lot of people um, hated this movie. Star but I Wars. Just don't think they. Huh? The new Star, Star Wars? Wars? No. I mean, I liked that one, but I, I'm not going to put it on my top list. But I am, however, going to put another sequel that got tons and tons of hate because I think it was misunderstood. And that is, uh, believe it or not, Jurassic World Fallen Kingdom. That <laughs> was a good movie. I liked it. Yeah, I, uh, I liked it, too. Most people did not. Um, I think a lot of it went back to its roots. Um, the second half of that movie was a... Uh, horror in a house being chased by a monster movie. Yeah. Right. Um, the score was fantastic. Uh, I liked it a whole lot. And I think w- what people don't understand, uh, I was talking to some dude on the internet about this the other day, um, you know, is like, there's a meta narrative with like the Jurassic world m- movies mm-hmm. ab- about how bad sequels are. you know what i mean like uh in the first one that was the whole point of the Indominus rex thing was just like making it edgier and stuff because that's what kids want to see yeah and that's like literally was the plot of that movie and and this extends that too and so it's just like i think it went over a lot of people's heads yeah i I like it like people don't get satire anymore (laughs) (laughs) <laughs> yeah, nuance is dead and all that. Yeah. Um yeah, I got you. Uh speaking of films that are sequels that were not well regarded that made yeah. our runner up list. Lay it on me. The Strangers Play and Pray at Night. Uh that <laughs> <laughs> I I really liked it. Um I know that a lot of people did not because it's a totally different tone than the original. The original was a quiet, real creepy movie. This is a, just a mm-hmm. slasher, like full on slasher. And instead of two people, like the first film, this has like a whole family. So you, you know, basically the body just count like goes up. Yep. Yeah. And it's, it definitely like the louder, louder sibling of the first film. However, it does have this one scene that deserves to be in like the all time greatest uh, music film, you know. Uh, yeah, like basically like the opening piece. to the Watchmen. Yeah, yeah, that or you know the Fight Club with Where's My yeah. Mind, like yeah, this pool scene with <laughs> with Total Eclipse of the Heart. <laughs> so that is good, the best vampire love song ever written. <laughs> yeah, yeah, but anyway, yeah, uh, I'd say watch it. Don't get your hopes up, but a really good, a solid uh, slasher. Now I I went with Peach and he had never seen the first one and I was he so when we left he's like yeah so the first one couldn't have been like that because like a lot of people liked it 
Like, no, no. First one really wasn't like that. Total Eclipse of the Heart. <laughs> yeah. It's That's a awesome. Song. No, because like there's a scene, they're tackling him in a pool, you know? And mm-hmm. it, it's super tense, super tense. And then that song comes on, you know, and it's all like, really like, once upon a time. Yes, yes. And he's like looking all around for people, <laughs> right? And then they they tackle him, but he's going under the water. And then every time he goes under the water, it's just muffled. Like, yeah. nice. you know, and it yeah. keeps doing that. And it's just like getting stabbed under the water and getting bloodier and bloodier. I don't know. It's just an awesome uh, little deal. So, anyway, all right, back to our real list. Our number one. Uh, I'm positive it's I, shared. I'm I'm, pre- I'm I'm pretty sure it's the same exact movie. Was yours released on September 14th, 2018? <laughs> it seems right. <laughs> <laughs> Was it directed and written by Panos Cosmatos? Yeah, Cos Cosmatos. Sure. Right? Yeah, that's close oh, enough. Oh, Panty Cos. <laughs> Panty Cos. I don't know. Was it recently snubbed at the Oscars because it didn't fulfill a complete theater run? I would say, yeah, I guess you told me it was. <laughs> <laughs> anyway, yeah, so same film. All right, you want to get the synopsis? Uh, the enchanted lives of a couple in a secluded forest are brutally shattered by a nightmarish hippie cult and their demon biker henchmen, propelling a man into a spiraling, surreal rampage of vengeance. Now, um, if you would have, because I remember we talked about this movie like a long time ago, whenever it was like first announced. Mm-hmm. And I had a feeling going into it that this would be our number one pick. <laughs> <laughs> like, <laughs> uh, for, for those not in the know, we actually covered this recently on the show. This is uh, Mandy. It got fives from both of us, didn't it? I, I think it got four and a halfs. Okay. Did it? But I thought it got a five. It might have been. I don't know. I don't keep track of any of that. But this movie um, was crazy. <laughs> <laughs> it was weird. See, but here's the here's the one thing. I don't know if it's a good movie, and so that's what makes it odd for the number one. Well, what, what the thing is though, like I think, okay, I think if you if you think of. Uh, yeah, you're right. <laughs> I was trying to defend it for a second, <laughs> and I don't know if I can. But like, it is probably like, like the prettiest movie we've ever watched on the show. <laughs> yeah, yeah. It, like, I mean, aesthetically, it is. Well, no, we've watched Mad Max. On the flip um, side, I don't care if it's a good movie. It's not like we're running the fucking like Hollywood Louvre. Reporter. Know, does, or... does the Louvre have movies? <laughs> You know what I'm saying? Like, we run a B movie podcast. This is a B movie, and this was right up our alley. This was amazing. Um, like the the there was so many shots of it that were just like like we talked about it before on the thing. There was a shot like of him fishing in a boat, and it was the coolest fishing like shot I've ever seen in a movie. You know what I mean? (laughs) Like, um, it's got some some thrilling high octane Nicolas Cage action. Yeah. Um it's got a chainsaw fight. Yeah. Yeah, I mean, I don't know what more you want out of a movie. Like to be I, honest with you. If, <laughs> I, here's the one thing. The only thing that that movie could have been better at is just uh had a little just, more just brevity. Overall plot. <laughs> <laughs> Excuse me. Uh no, but like just if it wasn't if it was thirty minutes shorter, remember it was like like two yeah, hours was, and twenty it was very minutes long. Um, it was it was it was really long. It was long but, and especially long for a movie without a real plot. <laughs> yeah, and you know, like six pages of dialogue. Yeah, yeah, but several pages of chainsaw fight. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> yep, and, and I would assume quite a bit of direction from a tiger. <laughs> yeah. Or for a tiger. Yeah. <laughs> mm-hmm. Okay, now just pace back and forth in your cage and Peter Stormare will be real weird. No, wasn't it Jackie Earl Haley? Y- yeah. No, oh yeah, yeah, it was Jackie Earl Haley. Yeah, you're right. I don't think that scene had like the 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 scene uh-huh. You know, like the scenery. I don't think that room had walls. 
<laughs> I don't know. He walked in. He walked in and it was like a black void. And Jackie Earl Haley was like yeah. making acid. And there was a tiger in a cage. I don't think there was walls in that room. <laughs> <laughs> that movie was cool. I almost yeah, bought it, it on Blu-ray the other day just because it was there. And then I was like, oh, man, I got Shudder. It's streaming. <laughs> like, I don't need it on Blu-ray. But I'll eventually buy it. We both know. Yeah, it was, it, yeah we both know you will. Oh, did we even <laughs> say the name of the movie? Yeah, I said it. Okay, yeah. yeah. Awesome. Well, yeah, this was the more one of the more disorganized top films of the They're year. They're all pretty list. disorganized. <laughs> yeah. Yeah, I think this one went the smoothest. <laughs> maybe but all right Dude, well we yeah. will be back in two weeks uh we don't have the movie cover like we don't know what movie yet but we're gonna be covering oh wait 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 we're not doing a movie uh if all goes according to plan we'll be back in two oh, weeks yeah we have an interview an interview with jonathan butcher and we're covering his book children at the bottom of the garden so if you guys want to read along with us buy that on amazon so, yeah anyway We'll be back. See y'all then. The podcast you just heard is part of the B&E Network. Brought to you by bmovies and ebooks.com. Yeah.